The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.bluecloverTherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life and build a better you. Stay tuned. So we're talking about luck. Yeah, we are. Luck this morning. Are you a lucky person? Yeah, I'm super lucky. You? Yeah. Um, I didn't used to think so. But now I'm on the lucky train. The lucky train is a good train. I'm a lucky ducky. So wait, is this a habit though? You're like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to work on my luck for three to four minutes each morning. Yes. Is it, or seriously? Yeah. How but do you work l- on luck? Luck is a, a mindset. I'm going to tell you, exa- in fact, I'm going to throw this out here. You ready? I'm ready. If you do these things that I am asking you to do for a month, on average, you will be 80% Lucky. That you can't quantify eighty percent lucky. It's been done. What? Yep, and we're and we're using very similar tactics to the, these various studies. All right, there's going to be a lot of rabbits missing feet here in the next little bit from podcast <laughs> Poor listeners. Bunnies. Hey, speaking of podcast listeners, we got over a thousand. <gasps> we got over a thousand listens. Listens. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, thank you for listening. That is amazing. You guys are wonderful. Because when we started, it was me and you. In the basement. Yep. With nobody listening. Nope. It was and just then us. Listening. We slowly, people started listening, and now we're a we're thousand listeners. Like, like a milestone. That's a, a milestone, I'd say. I would absolutely say that's a milestone. We're actually very flattered, and we're happy you join us. Yeah. And you're happy you're part of our little family. You guys are wonderful. And hopefully, the content we give you is beneficial and yeah. worthwhile. And if you want to hear something, shoot us an email or drop a comment, and we'll, we'll do it. What so, email should they send that to? Oh, I have no idea. Whatever. They'll go to. Um, Podbean or the morning struggle dot podbean dot com or just okay. type in the morning struggle podcast in Google and one of them will shoot up there and there should be a, an email us. Oh, okay. So and we like, also have on social media you can message us on all those things and yeah, there's like an Instagram, right? The morning Instagram, struggle podcast. And Instagram. there's on Facebook too. We're on Facebook. And so Facebook you too. Can... So drop us a comment anywhere. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let, let's. I'm going to get into the history of superstition then, since we're talking about luck. I'm so excited. This day in history. All right, I found an article uh, that talked about nine origins of superstitions. Nine of them? But it really didn't have origins for two of them. It just said they didn't know what the origins were. So we're going to go well, through the seven not... where we have origins. I like it. Okay, so these are superstitions that everybody pretty much knows. Mm-hmm. All right, and we're going to go through where, where they came from. So the first one, it's bad luck to open an umbrella indoors. You know what I thought as a kid? What? I thought there was some principal out there who had decided that this was a thing and that he was worried about, he or she was worried about um, opening the umbrella and then poking a kid's eye out. So yes, actually yes. Is that a thing? Well, so they so they originally you thought it was like in Egypt because they had their par- their sun parasols, their sunshades, oh. but it really didn't stem from that because they they see they saw those as like sacred and revered and they could use them inside. So they oh. they really think. And when I say they, this is an article I read who took research from a lot of places. So I'm sorry that I say they and don't cite that as much as I should. Um, but anyway, so this is this is Charles Panty Panati. Um, wrote in the 18th century, London, 
Mm. Metal spoked waterproof umbrellas became to become a common rainy day item. Okay. And these were clumsy spring mechanism devices that were actually fairly dangerous. So if you were to open them up and large and dangerous, not like our our light aluminum ones now, you know, so you open those up in a inside setting that's confined space, you could knock over furniture or you could poke somebody's eye out or hurt an adult or child. So that's where it became, that's where they think it became bad luck to open an umbrella. Oh, I feel like that's next. yeah. Yeah, next. It's bad luck to walk under a leaning ladder. That's because it'll fall on you and you'll die. Sort of. But this was actually ancient Egypt. So 5,000 oh, years ago. Yep. So a ladder leaning against a wall forms a triangle, and the Egyptians um, regarded the shape as sacred. Oh, so you're breaking the triangle. So you're breaking the triangle. You're breaking that sacredness. Oh. And then um, in England in the 1600s, mm-hmm. this was reinforced because as you were walking to the gallows to be hung, you would have to walk under a ladder on your way no to the gallows. Way. Yep. All right, next one. You ready? Yes. A broken mirror gives you seven years bad luck. Yeah, it's bad news. Ancient Greece. So it was oh, common it was for Greece. people to consult mirror seers. So that'd be someone who would tell you like your fortune or your future by looking into a mirror. And they would say, they would dip the mirror in water and you'd look at it. And if it was a distorted image of yourself, you were sick and had bad luck. Okay. If it was clear, you were good and healthy. Okay. And then the Romans added to this because they thought our health went in seven year stints. Oh. So if you dip the mirror in the water. They're not wrong necessarily yeah. about that. So yeah. if you dip the mirror in the water and come out, it came out distorted you were going to be unhealthy for seven years so that's where the broken mirror gives you seven years of bad luck oh that's interesting that's very cool yep and then when you toss when you spill salt you're supposed to toss them over your shoulder is it a witch thing um no this one actually is way back to like ancient sumerians you know 3500 bc yeah so salt was essentially like a a currency back in the day oh yeah super valuable valuable. right so that's that's where that's even the word salary salary salarium Mm-hmm. is salt. That's where it comes gotcha. from, a solarium. Yeah. So that's where salary comes from. It was worth so much. It was, and um, the like Roman soldiers were given special allowances, just salt rations. Oh. Like, like that was their, oh, their wow. payment kind of deal. Um, but anyway, so every culture had this, uh, this salt um, sacredness. And mm-hmm. so it's bad luck to sil- spill something that is sacred for you to use. Right. So you give like an offering. Oh. So that was it. That was the salt one. Okay. Um, you God bless a sneeze. So you know, That's because you have a demon in you. Yeah. It used to say like, may you have a pleasant day or may you have health or whatever it is. Uh-huh. And then Pope Gregory yeah. uh, the Great in 6th century AD. Okay. Yeah. 6th century AD. He, there was, a, there was a disease going around that started with like just a common sneeze and killed you. Oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know what it was. They didn't say. But... Pope Gregory got in there and said, nope, we don't. We can't just wish people health or good luck. We need to essentially bless them with God every time they sneeze or else they'll die. Oh, wow. So this is where the God That's why you. he got the great. That's, why, there, that's where he name. got the great. Because before really, then, he was Pope Gregory. He's just a regular old Gregory. And then he saved everybody's uh, sneezing and he became the great. Boom, the great. Um, hang a horseshoe on open, like a horseshoe open and up on yeah, your door. Yeah, this one has never made sense to me. So... Um, so this comes from the Greeks and then into the Romans. Okay. They believe that iron itself, the, the element of iron, was uh-huh. was sacred. Um, and then the this was later on taken by the, the Christians in the Middle Ages where the fear of rich, witchcraft was rampant. Yeah. And and so the same thing that this this element, this lucky or this sacred element could ward off demons or spirits or bad luck. Okay. But why in a horseshoe? Why not just... Because to- that's what they're made out of. And they're probably easily oh, accessible. 
Oh, that horseshoe. And then you would also have discarded horseshoes at some point, I would assume, if they're not, if the horses don't need them anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm also, not a horseshoer, so. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And then also, but also then people thought that um, witches feared horses back in the oh. Dark Ages. So that's probably a little bit. That is bit. fair. Yeah. Horses are scary. They're super scary. They're exactly. giant animals. Yeah. All right, and then the last one, you ready? I'm ready. Uh, the fear of the number 13. Do, do, do. Yep. I'm not even going to try try to say the trisicatophobia, whatever it is. Yep. But that's the fear of the number 13. Okay. And the origins of this are actually Norse, which is like Scandinavia. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Thor, right? It's Thor. So Thor. It actually kind of is. You oh, ready? Really? So it, it's a well-known tale. 12 gods were invited to dine at Valhalla. Okay. Um, and this was a big buffet in Asgard. And then... In um, Asgard. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then Loki... The Our god Loki. of mischief crashed the party, raising the number to thirteen, and caused a bunch of mischief. Oh, yeah! So that's where thir- that is the that's where the unlucky number thirteen comes from. I would be fine if Loki came to my party. Yeah, and hit, hit the thirteen mark. I feel like that would. Who's be the, the actor that plays Loki? Oh, I don't know. I don't, he's he's I don't great. Know names. I like him. I like all of those. Yeah, they Marvel are good. folks. So yeah, that that's what I got for superstitions. That's amazing. Yeah. So I mean, not I mean, kind of kind of fun. Oh, that's awesome! Not, not actually, not super informative, but well, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody the things I've learned today. Good, and if it's <laughs> wrong, and some some super tech trivia guy in your workspace like, tells you that all not. these are wrong, you just say, "Well, it wasn't me that did the research." No, what else? I was like, "Slow down." It was on the morning struggle, <laughs> sir. A thousand listens they have now. Yeah, right. So, all right. So that's all I got. You want to go into the science of being lucky? Then, yeah. All right, here we go. Okay, so the reason why I love luck so much, it is literally a mindset. Okay. It is a game that you play with your head to make you think that good things are going to happen to you. So wait, do more good things happen when you think that you're lucky? Or do, do you just perceive your world as luckier? Okay, so a couple elements play into this. So the, so in research, these are very common terms, but confirmation bias. And um, the, I mean, it's used in every research study, but Hammerman and Moore Wedge um, in 2015 uh, really extensively researched this. And it, it's basically what it, the quick and dirty version of this is when people start believing in one thing, like they are lucky or like that they are, they are unlucky, they begin to pay attention more to events that reinforce um, what they already believe. Okay. So your life is the same. You just start to perceive it differently. Right. Okay. Okay. And then we have subject expectancy effect, which is a form of reactivity when a person expects a given result, whatever that is, good, bad, or otherwise, and therefore unconsciously affects the outcome or reports the expected results. So that one, you're actually luckier because you think you're going to become luckier. Yes, because you create it. This is called what we call a double whammy. This is a double whammy. Okay. And that's why like research studies have to be double blinded or else you'll have researchers try to create their their study. Sure. And so And what they believe is going to happen. This is where superstitions work really well. Okay. You wear your mismatching socks on your favorite team's day of playing a game. You hang your horseshoe then, above your door. Yep. And suddenly you feel like you're protected or you feel like you're... Um, luckier or that good things are going to happen to you or whatever else so your perception changes perception changes but 
you also affect your outcomes yes. because of that attitude. So in theory, not only are you seeing things as you being luckier, no matter what the thing is, but then you're also creating your own luck. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which is just mind boggling. So you create a better situation for yourself because I know as, as a younger version of myself, I felt like I was very unlucky. Yep. And now I feel like I'm, I'm lucky, but I also feel like everyone can be lucky. Okay. So this is where we're at. So, so there's, luck is not a finite thing. It is not. Like Every, I don't take luck from other people. Mm-mm. So everybody can increase luck because it's just perception. Yep, and it, it then is. your effect from that perception on yep, your world. It is just your mindset. So Richard Wiseman, um, he's a professor at University of Hertfordshire. And he is like the Mr. Lucky. Oh my gosh. Do you think he has that nickname yet? He probably does. Mr. Lucky. Mr. Lucky. Dr. So, Lucky probably. Dr. Dr. Lucky. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, he does just oodles of research on luck and pretty much any study that you see on luck will reference him in some way. He has this book, The Luck Factor. And, um, I mean, it sounds like a great book. I haven't personally read it. Um, but then based on that and the multiple studies that I have, I researched, um, the elements of luck and they're all kind of similar, but also named different. So, um, so if you read the book, they might be different. Um, but the elements of luck are optimism. So um, seeing opportunity and being posit- and general positivity about opportunity. Right. Um, openness. So you take the opportunity. Right. Okay. So feeling freedom to be able to do that. And then skill. So you're being prepared for your opportunity. Okay. So like luck favors the prepared. Yes. Okay. And so- that's very true because like if you're prepared and you're skilled, when that opportunity comes up, you're going to... S- be more likely to succeed in that situation. So you have to believe that you have opportunities. Yep. You have to be open to take those opportunities when they come up. Yep. And then you have to be prepared skill-wise when you take that opportunity to be successful. Yep. One, two, three. Boom. Okay. Three elements, and that's the jam. And basically, so there's this very particular study where they use these luck exercises, okay, um, in over a month's period. And then what they found, and and we're going to give you examples of them. In each study, they're a little different. I'm going to take the ones that seem to be the most productive and let you guys pick and choose from there. But 80% of people are now happier, more satisfied with their lives, and feel that they are luckier after a month's time of taking these, not doing them all at the same time, just experimenting with each of these. Okay, each each section. Yeah, and again, it's the um, optimism, openness, and skill. So you either take one, two, or all three of those things and work on those things. Yep. And I have things for you here. Oh my God. But that's in the to-do list. That's in that's our in action plan. That's in the action that's plan. That's the action Sorry. plan. But but that's why it's so interesting that, it, I mean, 80% is insane. Yeah. It's I mean, a, a very heightened. In, if, if anybody came up to you and just in any other aspect of life yeah. and said, hey, if you just do this one thing, your body will look 80% better. Like, your finances what? will be 80% better. Whatever it is, you'd be like, oh uh, yeah, I'll... I'll take that return. Do I'll I need take... to stand on my head? Because yeah, exactly. I feel like that's exactly what needs to happen. All yeah. Right. And those kind of things actually follow luck, huh? Mm-hmm. They do. All right. Um, okay. What else for the science? That's it. That's it. That is it. Quick that is and the, dirty. That is the basic version of luck. We can get into all of all the other things, but if you want to get into the elements of luck, that is it. So it's all essentially in your mind. Luck yep. is in your mind and, and you can control it. You're playing a game in like, your mind. Um, like someone in the X-Men who can move objects with their mind. Yeah, I guess we could go there with Telekinesis. This. That was what, <laughs> what I was looking for. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I would 
necessarily yeah, say it's, that, you, but you're I gonna feel be able that... to, You're going to be able to do the telekinesis. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, oh, sorry. Um, got a little loud there. Um, should we do a coffee review? Let's do it. Okay. I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee trying to keep my sleepy soul awake. But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes Okay, guess what, honey? What? So, I do not have coffee this morning We both don't have coffee this morning Mm -hmm. So, we're taking a little sabbatical A mini sabbatical, if you will From coffee Mm -hmm. Just for a little bit Well, not even I mean, like, I, I probably drink coffee every other day now yeah, and I I drink so it maybe like once a once a week. I'm kind of kind of giving it up for Lent for a little bit. And the reason I'm giving it up is I was just a little, probably a little too caffeinated. Yeah, a, a little too much coffee. Even not just caffeinated, but just the oils and everything in the coffee too. Right. I was just drinking probably too much coffee, and I was relying on it, starting to rely on it to to wake me up in the morning yeah. and to keep me moving. Right. So and to keep me, we also intermittent fast, and it's also an easy way to not eat in the morning sure. because it just yeah. kind of fires you up. But that was using that as a crutch too. So we're just gonna clean ourselves. We're gonna do a little a little cleanse, if you will. Yeah. And just kind of stick stay off coffee for a bit. But we have switched over to tea. Yeah, tea's right? been good. You've been kind of pouty I'm, about tea. I'm drinking hot chocolate this morning. Actually. I know. But we <laughs> it's like, we, we like we, tea. We drink our tea. We've been drinking our tea. Um, and we, we got all sorts of different stuff from different companies. A lot of green teas, right? Yeah, I really enjoy green teas. This one's a, a it's called Passion, and it's a Tazo. Drinking that tea, I, I like the teas that have the written things on the tea bags. Oh, oh yeah. I forget which tea that is. I'm I gonna... was gonna give you like, oh, because you're spiritual witchy and you wanna do your like little. I'm gonna get close to nature, but now after talking about luck, you're just ch- shifting your perception. It's a perception shift into a optimistic view, mm-hmm. which makes you luckier than me. So I'm gonna get on board and we start yeah. reading the little tea leaf bags. You should. Okay, yeah. but but hey, so I've got a little coffee versus tea article Ooh, from like Trulia this morning oh well that's Tritulia. biased you know that tea's gonna win in this battle i, I then, know I, I understand website. that i know i get it but here you go you ready let's do it so social benefits tea and coffee both serve good social benefits right they do yeah. for millennia you have like tea rooms in in japan that are sacred but you also have people in like the fertile coffee regions that have been drinking coffee and eating coffee beans yeah. for a long time so um, we're going to give those ones a tie, right? Sitting okay. around a coffee house with your friends or in a sacred tea room. Both of those are social benefits. So, okay. But you can do that with anything. You could do that with um, water, right? As long of as course, you consider it kind of a, a sacred, a sacred drink, right? Yeah. Um, caffeine. Now, this one depends on if you think caffeine is really good for you or you think caffeine is really bad for you because right. there's studies in both areas. There is, yes. But I would like to say that um, caffeine has or um, coffee has more caffeine per ounce than a typical coffee does and a lot more than an espresso does. And it's recommended usually have about 300 milligrams a day. If you go over that, you can have anxiety and panic attacks. You can have concentration issues. You can have fatigue. So it really does the opposite of what you're looking for. And that's where I was at probably. I'm assuming that you were just drinking too much. I was even getting like heart palpitations and some anxiety with that. So just doing a little cleanse, feeling a little bit better. And then I'll probably get back into responsible coffee drinking. Right. And then the last one is antioxidants. Oh. So coffee has its advantages, but tea obviously wins. 
Right. Right. So both tea and coffee are capable of providing drinkers with benefits um, and antioxidants, but um, coffee is a much lower concentration. Gotcha. So anyway, there you go. Well, what I thought was interesting is because I've always drank tea. Like usually at night I'll have a cup of tea or something or like splice that into coffee, whereas you were like... Coffee coffee coffee, 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 coffee. And I th- I don't know if that's a fire station thing. Probably. We always have a pot of coffee. Right. But what I'm thinking I'm going to do is get, when I start drinking my coffee again after my little cleanse, I'm going to do coffee in the morning and then some tea in the mid-morning or afternoons. Yeah. And so I'm going to mix them both so I get the benefits of both. Yeah. That's I my. Like that's that. what I think we're going to do. Boom. So um, next week, let's drink some coffee next week and let's we do a new artisan coffee review. Yes, we need to get another... Yeah. Artisan coffee. So bean. anyway, but there's your coffee versus tea. Maybe go out and drink Boom. some tea too. Yeah. So um, some of you don't drink coffee or tea. And so this morning I'm actually drinking hot chocolate. Yeah. Which is delicious. Which I think is funny because you do kind of pout a little bit when you get tea versus. Yeah, I know. little pouty pants about like these things. My coffee fires my brain. My um, hot chocolate gets my sugar, you know, so yeah. that fires my brain. And tea is like, oh, you're being responsible this morning. <laughs> oh, hello, responsible Ty. Yeah, How are you? I feel like I need to put on like my glasses and right. and get out my Steinbeck's East of Eden book that is just way too long. But anyway. 24 right. hours, isn't it? Well, the audio book is. It's like 600 something pages. Um, anyway, so we got way off track on Slow down. coffee. But let's go. Let's, let's get back into luck. Uh-huh. Luck. Let's, let's get back on a luck off that tangent. And let's talk about how to implement these lucky habits and strategies. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. Do you remember at the beginning when you would say, one, two, three, go. I should start that again. In three, two, go. (laughs) That's really good. I love it. Thank you. Now, are you ready to have your luck explode with explosions? I'm ready. Okay. So um, these are the practices that have been multiply replicated so many different times and everybody has their own special lucky thing and so spin on it but they're all verified by each other yeah it's all kind of the same thing and again the three elements that seem to to fall on all studies is optimism openness and skill okay so this that's what we're basing our action plan off of and what i would like you guys to do is to pick one of these and then for like and do it for even like a couple of days or like a full week, depending on what it is, and then switch it to something else. Because ideally, you keep this mindset for about a month before you solidify it in your brain. Because then it becomes a habit. Yeah, I mean, everybody has a different time span time for span. that habit. Yeah, but I think a about month is a good chunk yeah, to be like... Three weeks to a month seems like it works for us, at least. Right, and spring. People get really optimistic around spring, so this is the jam. It's perfect this time. Is the time, okay. Yeah, so luck journals. So you write down things that you think were lucky for you, um, and it doesn't have to be a long thing. So, during, but do you do that like during your diary writing? Yeah. So you can do it like it can literally be just like a little little uh, bullet point. Be like, I found a penny in the parking lot. Oh, so just come bring to your attention all the things that could potentially yes. be lucky. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you're you're paying attention to these things, right? And therefore you're you're believing that you're more lucky. Like a little kid that finds a quarter. Right. Is like on the moon. Like they're like, whoa, this is amazing. An adult finds a quarter and they're like, yeah. ooh, is it worth picking up? Right. I think I'll just leave it. A you know? quarter? Oh, I leave quarters. You leave quarters? Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Well, I feel like I may leave a penny if it's if it's heads down and mm-hmm. tails up because it's unlucky to pick it up. Do you want to? Do you want? Otherwise, know? I'm picking that money up. That's but see, money. but that's a belief that you think that it's unlucky. It's just a penny on the ground. It's true. It's true. All right, so I got you. So you want to hear a traumatic story that I wait, had? Wait, so real, real quick. Yeah. So do we do we keep our superstitions though? Then you're saying superstitions are not bad. The pro- okay. here's the hitch with superstitions. Let's say. Like you think the penny thing is the heads down is unlucky. Right. Okay. And then you do that and then you sol- you believe that you're unlucky because you picked up a penny that was heads down. Okay. So if you go against your superstition, you're, you're, you might bring yourself bad luck. Right. Okay. But so superstitions are not terribly bad. No, they're not bad. And, and they're actually, there's good things about them. Like people have lucky necklaces and stuff like that. Okay. Many a times I've sat in therapy where a mom has washed a kid's jersey and they're like, how could you? Right. Okay. So, so, so you, can keep, you can keep those lucky things, but yeah. maybe try when they you don't get that superstition to have a positive attitude to it. Right. Okay. All right. But keep going. So optimism. Is our, is yeah. Our optimism. You want, do you want to hear my traumatic story? Oh, sorry. I interrupted you. Yeah. So when I was a little kid in my neighborhood, the teenagers who were jerks would glue pennies to the ground oh, and then yeah. watch little kids try to get them. Try to get them up. It was very embarrassing. Yeah. So now I don't pick up pennies. That'll just shatter your luck. Oh my gosh, that shatters it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so now it's like, no. Okay, so a luck journal. Basically, you're just trying to pay attention to events and we're trying to get that um, confirmation bias going. Okay. Okay, that's a way to jog that. Listen to your gut. Okay. Your your gut is the truth teller. You can say it's your heart, your gut, whatever, your Jiminy Cricket, whatever. But it's, it's the thing that you should listen to because we believe that if we follow our gut... And I mean, there's various studies on this that it's accurate or not accurate, but um, that we will be moving in the direction that we're supposed to or the way the world is, is set up. Okay. God, spirituality, whatever okay. is, is trying to lead you in that direction. So either way, it gives us kind of this, oh, I have my gut. It'll tell me what to do. Okay. Um, be open and willing to try new experiences and opportunities. So this is the second step. This is the openness. This is the openness. Okay, got it. Yeah, so this is openness. So um, the the this is harder because like you and I, like what do you mean open for new experiences? Like if someone emails me about going on a TV show or something, I'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Um, but like I don't have many new experiences just flying at me. So, so how do you create those? You take a new route to work. You go oh. to a new coffee shop. You make a new friend. You go to a, a class, and that's kind of a double whammy because you're developing a skill as well. Okay. So you're trying to to shift your world just enough to create new opportunities. Okay. Yeah, I like that. All because right. you technically you can get new opportunities just doing your regular routine, going to your same coffee shop, and doing all the same things. But if you're if it's there's a a piece of you that when it's a new situation, you're taking it all in. And so it you you are more open and willing to see things differently. Okay. So so that's kind of a very simple way to go about like, oh, I'm going to take a new route to work. Maybe you see a house for sale, maybe you buy it, maybe it all works. You know, and it's then you're like, sure. "Oh, I was so lucky." Right. When really it's just like you just opened yourself up for opportunity. Or it could be it could be small and you find a new route to work that's faster. Yeah. Or you go to a new coffee shop and there are people in there that you can talk to. Yeah, that are are your new buddies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so that's number two. That's the opening. Yep. Um, visualize yourself being lucky. Now, this one's by far the hardest for people. Okay. Um, because, like, what is luck exactly? What are we trying to do here? And ideally, you do it once a day. Okay. Um, and a small one and a big one. 
So kind of in the same thing. The the problem with this one is that people usually visualize winning the lottery. Right. We don't want to do that. No. And it's because you don't want to do unrealistic things. So like, let's say that I visualize going to the Super Bowl as an athlete. Right. Like I might be able to go there as a person buying a ticket, but I'm not going to be able to be a football player. So maybe you should envision yourself like doing something trivial like filing that TPS report on time and then like your, all your coworkers like picking you up off the ground? Or is that still too? No, that's good. I mean, we're just trying to get positive vibes. That's all okay. this is. This is optimism right here. Optimism, okay. There's nothing like it. it's not going to, like when I was a little kid too, I believe that if I thought about it, it wouldn't happen. So if I wanted something to happen, I wouldn't think about it, which is the exact opposite of the secret. Okay. So, <laughs> so just think about yourself being lucky in different arenas. Yeah, and people like liking you and and you liking other people and doing stuff well. And you got to think you're also protocol setting. So let's say that you let's say you have a call as a medic and you run through that call in your head and it you're quote unquote lucky when really you're you're in your head practicing um, all of the protocol for a full rest or something. I actually do that, yeah. Yeah, so okay. so you might think of that you can that visualization could be protocol setting and it can be being feeling lucky okay so it's that one's a little it's a little more of a gamble okay but just visualize visualize, just visualize yourself something being lucky. yeah okay it's more positive all right and then the last one is developing a skill towards your goals and that's just the third step yes and this is the third step so develop and it can be it can be something that seems not directly in line with with the actual goals that you think you should have give me an example of that okay so let's say that i want to be a jewelry person. Oh, not, you want to make jewelry. I want to make jewelry. I don't want to do it as a profession right? and I don't even really want to give it as gifts. Um, but I'm like, Hey, this sounds like a fun hobby. I think I'll do this. Okay. Um, just because that doesn't directly align with my retirement goals or whatever else. Right. doesn't mean I shouldn't do it. Maybe because, you go do a little class or something like that, like a local jeweler and mm -hmm. you meet somebody who's a handsome, rich diamond exporter, importer <laughs> person. A diamond exporter? Is that? Importer. I think we importer. import. I don't think we export diamonds. I can't imagine. So we import, we import so a diamond them. importer. There's a lot next of controversy thing, Next there. thing you know, you're living on a yacht in the Mediterranean. Yep. As lucky as can be. With a little dog. I feel like you have to have a little dog. You probably have two Jif Palms. <laughs> all right. So. No, but in all actuality, like if we're, we're changing our environment, we're getting a new skill. Um, okay. we're changing the people we're around, we're getting new, more opportunities and we're, we're skill building, which is usually kind of fun. Right. And so we tend to be happier and more optimistic with things. So when you go to improve a skill or build on a skill, you are kind of automatically changing your routine to create more yeah. opportunities too. Yeah. So, so like that skill building one is kind of a, a whammer. Okay. Like throws down all of them, but all of these, I would, I would want you to pick like the listen to your gut, maybe spend a day listening to your gut okay, and just go with what your gut would like to do. Um, but really, I, I would like you to implement these over a month span, but not necessarily all of them consistently. Okay. So just pick one of them, at, you know, at a particular time or day. Yeah. You know, so, so optimism, opening, open, being open and skill building. Yeah. So one of those three, pick one every day doesn't matter which one right and just kind of push forward to it do it for a about a month mm -hmm. right yeah about a and month. you'll become 80 percent luckier yep on average on average 80 percent luckier so some of you way over 100 percent yep and okay. you'll be like walking on sunshine all right so so get out there try these experiment with these and build a better you thanks guys <laughs>